what amazed me on this journey was it's not just offsetting, which is um, is something that is valuable, but it's what you're providing to the broader community. Absolutely. Going one, going twice, so you're listening to the property Pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited to present our guest for the today. He runs his own climate gap company. Here we are with Byron Munson. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. It's great to be here. Looking forward to, um, to running through our podcast together. Well, yeah, yeah. look, we're excited great to have you. Great to light on the air. Um, yeah. We're uh, one person short today, as we've sort of outlined at the start of the show. Aaron normally is pushing the button, so hopefully I can do him justice. But obviously, we wanted to get you you in because we've just recently um, joined up with you guys, and we wanted to get you in to sort of fill everyone in on what is Climate Gap. So Climate Gap's uh, basically being, um, so I've been in Singapore for nine years, Australian, um, worked with, in my last job was more in a technology company um, called Salesforce, a little thing called Salesforce. And um, so basically uh, what I had was several years, a company that was bought by Salesforce, spent several years there, but realized that I wanted to to give something back a little bit more, quite a cap, still a capitalist at heart, but I wanted to actually contribute or have more impact on my day-to-day. So I left Salesforce and ventured out to the world of um, really doing my own startup. And that's where the idea for Climate Gap came about. And essentially what it was, is we looked across all the different offerings to help people on this or businesses on their sustainability journey. And it was just really, really difficult to join them all up. So we're constantly thinking around our own journey as a startup, but also other SMEs. It's like, how do people actually know to get into this space, navigate it, and make sense of it all? So that's what we've done. We basically, we believe we have anyway, Patrick, you know, for your feedback on this being one of our great clients. But it's basically, we just want to make it really easy. So you jump in, you measure what your, what's your carbon footprint. You have a chat about what business practices you can change so that you can reduce your, your impact on the environment. And then we, and then we have a chat around um, the, there's, there's emissions that are sort of unavoidable, like in your particular business, until electric cars are you know, across the board, it's just going to, to open house inspections, so mm. on and so forth. So then you look at offset projects in order to help mitigate um, that, that carbon. I was just going to say, I think that's a big point there is like, for us, it was really hard for us to figure out how to even get into this space. Mm. Uh, we knew we wanted to be, you know, socially responsible and we knew that we wanted to be able to start the process, but we just didn't know how to. And um, mm. obviously that's where you've been able to help fill that gap for us. And it's been, you know, great to have the support to, to know how to buy carbon offsets and how to figure out what we're actually using on a day-to-day basis as well. Yeah, and I think I think also what Patrick, what we find is people go down this path that's the world's best kept secret. And what we do is we've got the ability for you get marketing templates, so you can actually go out and tell your customers and your employees about it because it's great you do this anyway, but mm. why not turn this into a positive for a business, your your own business and other people around you, rather than just being something you know intrinsically yourself. And that's a personal preference for a business whether they use it as a marketing function or not, but. That's the sort of final piece for us. And when, um, when, it, when you said before you found that there was a, just a missing link between you know, people like Pat, because Godwin, um, I've known Pat a long time, and this has obviously been something you've been passionate about for, for ages, is so there was a huge gap between people wanting to be able to do it and then being able to do it. And so that's where Climate Gap has brought that connection no difference in some ways to someone trying to look for any kind of service and not knowing where to go about it. You're the specialist to connect that business to become on the journey to sustainability. Is that the idea? 
that's the idea. That's what we want to do. I, yeah, mm. I think in some ways, I and mean, Patrick, I'm going to throw, throw this to you because I think mm. when we first started having conversations, you basically had, for I mean, you tell people through the journey, but you had the journey that we're trying to solve for, essentially, which I thought was which is was good validation as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So I've been exploring this space probably seriously for the last 12 months. For me personally, um, obviously running a business and having a young family as well, you start to look at things a little bit differently. And I decided about 12 months ago, we definitely wanted to find a way to offset our carbon and started doing a lot of research around the process, but found it incredibly hard to figure out. Everyone talks about carbon neutral, but it's not until you start investigating that you realize it's incredibly hard to become carbon neutral because there's so much regulation around it, which is silly because for me, you know, as a company that actually wants to do the right thing, you think they would make it easy for you to do it, but they don't. It's incredibly hard. And then you start exploring other different ways out there of like just offsetting some carbon or just buying some trees in a rainforest somewhere. And it's really hard to know what is like real, what is fake, is the money going to end up where it's supposed to be going? And that's where the breakdown for us was. And then to top it off for us as well is how much carbon do we actually put out? Mm. And no one could really tell us that answer. And like some people were telling me, Patrick, you've got to get in an independent person to audit your entire company. And then you, for a company of my size, which is not a giant corporation, the Mm. cost of that was just not feasible. So that's, that's where we really struggled. And I think when we came across you guys, when you reached out to us, Byron, um, having that calculator that you guys have on your your website, yes, we can't say we're carbon neutral, but we're able to say we're on our on our way to to that. And, you know, it started, at least the conversation has started in our office and now we're exploring what we can do to reduce carbon. And we now know what to look for as well, which is what your calculator yep. was really good at figuring out. Mm. And, and And that was... Thanks for that, Patrick. I think also, John, about how to make it easy. So as Patrick said, you've got – and everyone, everyone has a value. There's a value chain. And everyone has a place in that value chain. There's consultants and consultants, um, you know, do a great job of unearthing what are your business practice, what are you currently doing, what do you, what do you need to solve for. Then, then, you, then you do that, and as Patrick said, oh, I've got to – okay, so I've got to buy offsets. Well, where do I get offsets from? You've got people planting trees, and they've got their benefits, but then you've got other projects, which we'll get to a little bit later on, that you're supporting. Not only are you reducing carbon – you're actually supporting communities and having a broader impact. So, and there are hundreds of these. So it's how do we, how do you navigate that? And then um, to Patrick's point, the calculator, that's why we've reached out. So we've partnered with Berkeley University in California. Universities, because it's a neutral, it's agnostic in the context. It's populated with all Australian state um, carbon emissions data. Go in there, tap in, tap in your details. It's, it provides you with what, um, not only what your, your, footprint is for your business, but it benchmarks you against your industry as well, which is quite cool, gives you a bit of insight. And we did that because it took us seven months to find this calculator because, mm. again, they're built to solve for a particular business challenge that you that you need, whereas Berkeley was more just very open and, I mean, it's Berkeley. It gives mm. you that ability to populate it with data as well. So that's what I think we thought was really important. As I said, it's taken us seven to eight months to research all these bits and slowly start and pull them together to go to market. Um, one thing that I wanted to uh, move to is I'd like to understand from your perspective what you see carbon offsetting is, what actually is it, and then obviously we don't want to be a business that just buys some trees. And so what what is it that you're talking about where you're creating like being able for us to invest in options that's much greater than just one specific way of offsetting yep. your carbon? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I would, I would start with that by saying all projects are great because I think people just need to start, right? So if you've got mm. people buying trees, that's, that's absolutely brilliant. And people should do that. There's, there's so many different varieties you can get into this space. Mm. And is one better than the other? Well, you could have debates over that for years and years. I think it's just about getting people to jump in. Yeah, so that when um, so I guess that you talked about um, values from different companies as well. Obviously, everyone's got a different value set that they'd like to nurture. So it may be like you said, there's community projects. It could be um, you know commodity projects. Um, so then, how how is it then a business can choose the direction in which they can offset their carbon using your service? So they so basically what we do is we've teamed up with. Let me get a little bit technical here for a second, but mm. basically there are offsets. You can buy offsets. There are hundreds of thousands of offsets in the world. Um, what we've done is we've partnered with two companies called Vera, V-E-R-R-A, and another one is called Gold Standard. They are basically, they, they run their business to align to the UN framework for carbon offsetting in this technical way. So what we do, we, first of all, we align to those two um, frameworks and we only work with those, what they call registries. So that's where they go out and verify that a carbon offset is legitimate, that it's adhering to its goals, they do updates. I think it's every couple of years they go out and have a look at these projects. Um, so we adhere to those. And then you just get a breadth. So you can buy, um, as I said, offsets. Uh, when I started, first started in this, they were looking at um, this one, which is uh, you know, uh, stopping, stopping the Amazon Basin from being torn up and, mm. and deforested, right? So these, these um, businesses go out and they will buy parts of the rainforest and they'll patrol that and make sure and they'll actually start reforestation reforestation as well but then you've also got on the other side is um uh, cook stoves and the cook stoves really interesting they they don't sound terribly interesting but what they do is you're actually stopping someone in these villages and they're primarily in emerging markets so the men are out um, basically and gathering food women are at home cooking looking after the family so on and so forth some of those typical roles uh, but the cook stoves are inside these houses, the traditional ones, they're burning wood. So you're going to cut down trees, bring it in. But then the indirect consequence of having those cook stoves inside the house, because of weather conditions, you cook inside, it's too hot or it's raining, especially in sort of um, equatorial areas. It, the smoke from those wood fires creates massive respiratory problems and health problems for the children and for the adults. Right, yeah. And then from there you get... Uh, basically, it just it, it, it's cascades, and there's no education because I can't leave home. So I'm in with the kids, and I'm there's no sex education. This that the other it was very little. These mm. projects they basically go out and they will fund or subsidise new cooking methods that don't hurt, that are that are less harmful for the health of the people within the villages. Mm. But also they provide sex education, or they're putting um, roads in to get people to it could be to the local project, um, the local um, wind turbine project, to schools. It's amazing the breadth, and there, I, there's nothing I could single out mm. right now. And I think we're going to have some projects later on. But it's what amazed me on this journey was it's not just offsetting, which is um, is something that is valuable, but it's what you're providing to the broader community. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think that's something that I didn't actually realize as well was an option. Like you talk to any, oh, well, not talk to anyone, but you start to research, and everyone when you talk about carbon offsetting or you talk about environmental projects. It all comes back to wind turbines or, you know, hydropower options or planting trees. And for me, when I started working with you, Byron, seeing all these other projects out there that had a greater impact on a community as well. So me here in Tasmania, I've got a really good lifestyle. 
but to be able to offset my carbon and at the same time help a community be better and help a community like have a better life as well as a result I thought that was astounding and I just didn't realize it was an option that even existed in these type of projects so that was something really exciting because we're doing more or we're trying to do more than just one one thing mm, so mm. the other element too Byron, is with the climate gap is it I mean we've got our we've got all the decisions and responsibilities that we need to manage so being able to keep on track with but this is still something we're you know expressly passionate about um, but we don't have time to keep updated with all the current information so that's why we need and that's why the service like yourself is so helpful it's just like Byron, all right help us invest where we want to and then ensure that it's going to the right place so yeah I'd, I'd assume then that's always something that your company's designed to help stay on top of. Yeah. And I think it's, it's look, carbon mitigation or carbon offsetting is a great place to start, right? To jump in and go, right, this year, let's just start from day one. We're going to do this. But what we, what our long-term vision is, and especially um, working with yourselves, is it's about making more informed and sustainable um, business decisions. So if you're going to, um, it's been used since I've done this, but renew your, keep your real estate license up to speed, you've got to do your courses. So maybe rather than flying somewhere, if it's possible, and you may not want to do it, but if it's possible, <laughs> put a market there as well. But if it's possible, do it, you do it online because jumping on a jet and going from Hobart to Melbourne or New South Wales is a huge contributor mm. to offset. So it's just what I'd say is little tweaks that, that, are, that are feasible. That's what helps businesses over time. You want to be smarter with the decisions you're making and your environmental impact and actually spending less on, on um, offsets because you've made all these great decisions up top. Yeah. Well, that's definitely through going through this detailed calculator with you and looking, you know, cause I had to go with Paul, uh, my manager, do a lot of research, get a lot of information to be able to plug into this calculator to figure out what we were going to offset. Yeah. And looking through that, we'll realize, well, these are things that we can change over the next 12 months. So there are improvements here that just minimize the amount of carbon that we actually are outputting. And, that as well was kind of exciting because I think as we go on and like you've sort of indicated is that I think we will look differently once we start monitoring this on a more regular basis of the improvements that are out there that can be made and just simple things like, you know, implementing a better recycling system here in the office to ensure that we're recycling a, hot, a load or looking at how much we're printing out on a daily basis because after cars, the biggest thing that we use in this office is printing and electricity. So are there ways that we can minimize or improve our use around that here in the office? And I'd love to say that, um, you know, we'll be able to be amazing and reduce as much as we can, but yeah, it's just a journey that we've started and yeah, it's going to be exciting to see where it goes over the next couple of years as we become more aware of what we're doing. And also too, there's no point in guilting ourselves into not making any changes at all. I mean, obviously That's we are still amazing. limited by, the availability of technology and the means in which we have to do business. But if we develop the discipline of mapping out better ways of operating was when that opportunity arrives, we're ready to jump on it. Um, and so that's like, yes, we're ready to take on that and make that, you know, make a little bit of a difference for the long term as well. Yeah. I think, and, and, and that's what I found across the board as part of this journey was analysis paralysis mm. where you just like, I just don't know where to begin. And what if I make the wrong move? So on and so forth. It doesn't, as long as you, they're, they're, to be honest with us and with anyone else, as long as the, par the projects you're working with or the calculator you're using provides you with genuine insights, that's all you need. You'll often hear in me, um, there's different technologies. One is carbon capture. They suck it out of the air and they push it down into the rock. Incredible. But then people go, that's not working better. You need to do trees. It's like everyone just needs to do bits and pieces and we'll get there. 
I think something's better than nothing is the key takeaway there. It mm. doesn't matter what the project is that you're supporting or how you go about it. It's just as long as you're doing something, I think is the most important part. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's probably a good segue to talk about, like, obviously we've spoken about the researching aspect and we've spoken about the projects that you support and how they're verified. Um, probably a good segue to talk about the projects we chose to, to come on board with you guys on to offset our carbon for our first year. We, we've, um, through Byron's advice, we decided instead of just doing one project that we would support a, a couple of different projects to sort of spread the load instead of just taking our total amount of carbon off and just pumping it all into one project. Mm. Um, we looked at spreading it over three projects to sort of, I guess, balance it a little bit so that if one underperforms, hopefully the other two offset it and, and so on. Mm. But um, yeah, the first one that we sort of took on board was a renewable energy project with wind power. Um, so do you want to fill us in a little bit on that one, Byron? Yeah, sure. So it's, um, I think there's 40 turbines um, in Pramad Pradesh in, um, in India. And so basically it's removing on an annual basis the best part of 200,000 tonnes of CO2, uh, which, is, which is phenomenal. Um, and what you do is you're actually, Patrick, uh, you and the team will actually go and buy the, the ability to offset your carbon production in that particular um, project. But also what it's doing and talking about these benefits that go far, far beyond just carbon, carbon offsettings, benefiting like a thousand different um, people in the local villages. It's put, I think it's around 30 kilometres worth of roads in. Now, that is to get people from the airport past the village to the project. But it's the mere fact that the infrastructure is starting to evolve and it's, it's their schooling goes in and these thousand people are having children and they need homes. So mm. it's just constant um, infrastructure being developed around education. And I think that's, that's me that I find, you can tell, get excited by most things, but that I find it quite exciting <laughs> because it's, it's truly having an impact and it's quantifiable. And I think that's around wind power. Next one's probably my my favourite one because yeah, on. um, is TerraClean, um, which is a clean water carbon yeah. mitigation project. It's special to me because it's located in Laos is where this project is. And look, my first overseas holiday was to there. Um, we're going back 15, 18 years ago. And when we were there, it was quite unusual for Westerners to be there. And so it was kind of, you know, a lot of people were like saying hello to us and coming up and wanting photos with us and things. But yeah, it's... One of my fondest memories was going to this country and really enjoying it. So seeing that you guys had a project there that benefits people within that area, I just wanted to be a part of that project regardless. It was just something that spoke to me. Uh, but yeah, it has a, a good, op obviously it has the ability to help the community. And do you want to fill us in on, on that component, Byron? Yeah, just um, so what they, in this particular project, so well, contaminated water kills it's like 80% of households, they have to boil their water. Now, if you think about it, we're, again, the majority of projects um, are in emerging markets. So that boiling of the water is you've got to go and um, cut down trees, essentially. If we just cut to the trees, you've got to cut down trees or they're cutting down saplings so they never actually get to really be, you know, the, the, a tree as such and really um, uh, hold on to carbon. And they've got to boil that water. And what this um, safe, the, basically the TerraClean, is enabling filters um, to put into the dirty water, it filters the water straight away from you. It saves about like, 15,000 tonnes um, by the project. It's also, and this is a great one where um, you've got uh, around 30,000 households that are benefiting from this filter use. So this is just mm. one project of which there are, there are many across Cambodia in these emerging markets. 
uh, but you, you have this true impact. But the great thing is it's also teaching um, or supporting financially uh, the local community. So in this case, um, 414's contribution to this project is actually reducing, it subsidizes the cost, so everyone can go and get filters. But what it's doing is there are sales men and women out there actually selling these to the households as well. Mm. And then they're generating an income and to start supporting themselves. And then it basically just starts growing out. And that's why with this particular project, it's the broad economic impact. And they they want to be out of here. Like there'll always be a support underneath, but they want it to be financially independent mm. in the next 10 or so years. Mm. So now, again, moving broad. So, so we have one last project and unfortunately it has changed slightly. So it's going to be a bit of a surprise for me because <laughs> the last project that I invested in, unfortunately, was fully funded by the time we went to yes. secure it. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. So Byron's actually found another one. It's a little bit similar. So I'm excited to hear what our last project we've supported <laughs> is. <laughs> Do you want to fill us in together about what this last one is? Yeah, so we're um, supporting a basically 300,000 hectares in the Amazon basin um, in Brazil. And again, that is not only, so it's stopping deforestation, but also they've got um, former cleared land, which they're taking the funding back off farmers and they're rebuilding rainforests, which means also swamp lands. And if just to focus on the carbon, I mean, that's a huge amount of area, but it's also gonna be patrolled. We've seen a lot of news mm -hmm. around the deforestation of Brazil. So this is funding basically patrols to stop this particular area of land from um, to being deforested. But funnily enough, all the marshlands that they have an impact on as well, um, mangroves are one of the highest absorption um, for carbon or greenhouse gases mm. in the world. So they're funding and they're helping um, basically grow through the maturity mangroves um, around the Amazon basin as well. It's in the same space. So that's uh, fantastic and huge employment opportunities off the back of this for local, um, local teams. But also I think the, the depth of employment. So you've got security, you've also got people managing the teams that are basically maintaining or planting the forest. You've got nurseries um, being built. And again, you're getting people into the specialization of um, seed collection, germination. So like, I've gone for a while. There's many different layers to this project, um, Patrick. And I think it's similar to the other one we had, but it's just larger, much larger in scale. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and that's, that's it. We just want to be out there supporting and knowing that if everyone can get behind us and just do something little or start their journey that a heap of people doing a little thing is better than no one doing anything. And hopefully even people listening today can understand that. And if there is people out there that have been listening along today that would like to, to learn more about how maybe they can offset their own personal carbon, what's the best way to go about it, Byron? Is it to head to your website or what, how do we go yeah. forward for people? I think if people, um, so they can head to Climagat, C-L-I-M-A-G-A-P.com. Um, and also you'll have a contact form on there. You can reach out to myself or Patrick, reach out to you if they're within your network as well. And I, I think exactly what you said, no business is too small to start the journey. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of having a budget and just we can talk through what it is you want to support and what you want to achieve. That's sort of the foundation. And look, if you are listening, I'm more than happy to be the bridge between Byron and yourself because I'm pretty passionate. This guy is just infectious yeah. <laughs> and his excitement that he brings in regards to this is amazing. I've, uh, Byron wasn't the first company that I approached. Mm. Um, I think you're, um, I think there's three companies I reached out to begin with and I just didn't feel like they were doing what they said they were doing. And mm. then after speaking to Byron, I knew that 
this was the way we were going. Yeah. Um, so you'll learn pretty quickly through chatting directly with him that he's passionate about his product and he's passionate about, you know, helping the rainforest and helping all these other communities be able to achieve a better result. So mm, mm. yeah, reach out to me and I'll put you in contact with him or head directly to his site and we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being part of our podcast today, Byron. Um, hopefully we didn't see too much. Uh, no. <laughs> um, we're, we're really excited to be working with you and obviously excited to see what the futures hold for both our companies. So fingers crossed, this is not the end of the journey, but just the beginning. And really we can ramp up from here and really push forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate no, it. No problem no at all. Thanks Cheers, very Byron. much. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.